Hey guys, and welcome to the first episode of the Atlas Podcast. So this is long overdue. We initially had recorded it a couple months ago, our first episode, and then we had a problem with the editing and stuff too. Anyways, what's important is we're here now. You'll probably hear that my voice isn't at its best, and which actually caused more of a delay because we were going to do another one last week, and then, you know what, my voice is still not at 100%. But we're going to get this rolling so that we can get these out to you as promised. So I'm going to start off by introducing myself. My name is James Zayat. I am the founder of Team Atlas. I've been coaching since late 2015. And I've been an entrepreneur since I was 15 years old. This is Victoria Schmidt. Welcome. Do you want me to introduce myself? Yeah, or you introduce it. me? No, you can introduce yourself. <laughs> so I'm Victoria Schmidt. I'm exclusive posing coach for Team Athletes since more than a year now. I've been working with James for the Team Athletes lifestyle part for more than two years. But uh, I uh, started doing the posing last year. So, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so I met Victoria Schmidt when she was, I believe, 18 years old. How old are you now? 22. Was I? Yeah, 18. Yeah, so I, I was coaching her boyfriend, Luca, during the pandemic in 2020. I met her at um, like a private gym that we had access to. And I just realized that she was, you know, really smart and organized and just kind of on top of every detail just by just by talking to to her, you know, in the gym. And then uh, I started coaching her. Yeah, I was just really impressed by the person she was. And I she she turned pro, I believe, at our like second or third show together. It was it was it was a very short season. We turned pro very quickly. Yeah, it was just uh, one week apart. I did two nationals. I did one open show and one well one natural and one open. And I won the open show a week after. So it was my first national ever. Yeah, she won the overall at the uh, Toronto Pro in 2021. 2021. Yeah, two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, and she it's was crazy, she was a little bit small. Yeah, she was a little bit small, but she won because she was by far the best poser on the stage with the best like, presence, presence and yeah. confidence. So, yeah. um, you know, she's she was a dance instructor when she was younger too. So she's really good at teaching posing, understanding hip movement, feet placement, etc. So, yeah, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I dance all my life, you know, so I'm very comfortable with movement, with my body, and stuff like that. So it was super easy for me to understand what posing was, and after that, just by understanding and looking more like at i don't know videos different uh, competitions and assisting and just doing my own work i i got better and better you know and i think that made me uh win for sure absolutely because i was so small yeah you were she was like what 90 97 pounds on stage yeah, 97 pounds 5'1 yeah so I was definitely under muscular but I think my, my overall shape was my structure was good but I was under muscular for yeah, sure anyway so I hired Victoria and uh, it's no. been great ever since <laughs> good <laughs> that's it that's, we're happy that's the introduction props good <laughs> so I want to quickly go into Issa's win this past weekend in Clash as you guys know she played second in Texas last week which was not too fun but it was a big learning experience. And basically what happened was, you know, I made a couple, posts, a couple posts about it, but her body had just gone into overdrive three days out. I mean, we were cruising at stage condition for six weeks. She would wake up every day. Her body would be exactly where I thought it would be. And I would feed her a little bit. And it would be just very, very predictable throughout the entire prep. And then I saw her on the Tuesday morning. Everything was great. And then I saw her on, well, Tuesday night. And then her weight was low. And I was like, this is not good. So Even after eating. Yeah, right? even after eating and drinking. So she got, I don't know if it was nerves or adrenaline or stress or pressure, but something was causing her to really burn through all the food and water I was giving her. So the next day I increased it even more and then I increased it even more. And it just, she kept going to bed at the, um, 
the same weight as she was waking up at. Which That's was crazy. It was crazy. And, and she was eating what, like 4,000 calories? 5,000 calories. That her show nuts. was Friday and she was eating 5,000 calories and six liters of water on Thursday. And I told her, I'm like, listen, the only way we're losing this show is if you're too lean. You know, that was the only way we were going to lose that show. And because uh, I know Tyler is really, really wants the bikini criteria to stay where it is. He doesn't want girls to push too far into conditioning. So I want to stay, keep I, it healthy. Yeah. And he was the head judge of that show. And I told him, I'm like, listen, you're too lean right now. We need to have a solution. We need to fix this because if you're too lean, you're going to lose the show. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's what happened. So mm-hmm. the feedback was she was too lean. I, there's nothing she could have really done. Her waist is so small. And even getting all that food in and water was just like a nightmare for her. Like she had like sure. digestive issues and just like, it's just, you know. And so. it's stressful too when you're used to eat like so many calories and then the week before. Yeah, usually in peak week what she almost. was doing was just like eating like no carbs at all, no fats, just protein and like really reducing water. So, you know, just getting all that, eating five times as much food as you're used to mm-hmm. is compounding and adding more stress and she's burning more. It was just a nightmare. It was like, it was a peak from hell. <laughs> and uh, I'm happy we got to redeem ourselves this weekend at Clash because you know we had made a lot of progress and we weren't able to display that um, in Texas and it sucked. But I knew that we would be able to come back and display a much better physique, which you guys all saw was fantastic. So yeah, she had um, a crazy physique. Yeah, it was it was it was great. So um, I thought I still think we could be better for Olympia. We learned this is why we chose to do two shows back to back to get in front of Tyler and Sandy so that we can. I learned a lot from the first show. I learned a lot from the second show. And now we're going to go into Olympia with a lot of data and, you know, information. And just, um, More I think, experience for you too, since it's been like your first yeah, show together, and, yeah, right? Yeah, it, it takes time to learn an athlete's body, you know? So mm-hmm. Sandy, I think, wants, wants Issa a little bit leaner and Tyler wants a little bit softer. So I'm kind of talking to them both and waiting for them to come to an agreement on where they actually want her physique to be condition-wise. I think they both agree on the posing, but it's very important for me that the judges of the Olympia have an agreement on where they want Issa to be so that I can do my best to bring her in exactly how they want it so that there's no, well, you're too lean or well, you're too soft. I want it, I want to know exactly where I need to be so that I can... Peak properly. Uh, peak properly and bring her where we got to be. So that's my yep. goal. I still want to bring her glutes up a little bit more, make them a little bit more rounder. How many more weeks until the like Olympia? 10. Yeah, we have some time. So yeah, I think in another year, obviously, you know, I think Issa's going to be our best ever at the Olympia, but I think in another year... She's going to be really, really good because we can eat, we have more time to grow the glutes, you know. And I was sitting very close to the judges at the clash and I could see Sandy that kept saying like how full Issa was. She's like, wow, she's so full, you know, because they she's never been that full on stage ever, you know. And I was just... Yeah, her um, muscles were popping like crazy. Yeah, she was just so round. And I, like wow. one of the judges told me like that's as full as she can get. I'm like, I know. Like mm-hmm. she was just so round and bubbly that it was like almost too much like... What actually happened is she actually got her period the day of the show. Oh, no was, way. Yeah. This weekend? Yeah, I was like, I guess she's going to have her period again at the Olympia. But now I know how to kind of gauge it. But <laughs> I saw her in the morning and I posted a picture of how her front and her back pose look. And I was like, hey, we're spot on. And then one hour, I saw her again a couple hours after. And I saw her one hour before um, pre-judging. And I was like, fuck, she's a little bit watery. I was like, between that two-hour period, she like held a little bit of water the from the period. Yeah, it was just, I'm like, fuck. And then... Um, Woman's bodies, eh? I know. It's it was just like, Christ. I mean, it was time to go on stage. I don't think you could change that point, but ended up looking still great. She's going to be on a period again at the Olympia, but it's not. I mean, it almost worked in our favor. I mean, so the difference between like the water you get from your menstrual cycle and like carving up, like you're actually going to look fuller when you're on your menstrual cycle because you're holding so much water. Well, it depends who, right? There's women that yeah, tends to hold like one to eight pounds. That's yeah. terrible. But for sure, her it wasn't that much. Mm, right? It made a big difference. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, is like, your muscles, I think, are still going to look fuller when you're on your menstrual cycle on a girl. 
But a difference is it's you're holding water kind of everywhere. Yeah. But you're still gonna look round. If you if you don't have the menstrual cycle and you kind of like time the carbs and the water and stuff too, you can have like more of a pop shape. It's harder to have a more of a pop when you're holding water under your skin, you know. So that's what's hap- that would happen with the menstrual cycle. Um, Sandy said she was better at finals and uh, because I did a little bit of water manipulation between the prejudging and finals, and I made sure to bring her water down. She was about. I think half a pound less at finals than prejudging. Okay. She was just tighter. And Tanya was like, that was a better look. And I was like, yeah, I I knew you were going to say that. So, yeah, besides that. So, I mean, I'm very happy with the shape. I'm happy we got to redeem ourselves and got to show, you know, the world. I was telling, I lost 12 pounds in the last two weeks. You were stressed, the guy. Not because I did cardio, (laughs) went to the gym. It's because. You were stressed. There's so much pressure. Yeah. Coaching such a high level athlete. You know, I've coached Jen before. Jen Dory, I've coached Laura Lee. And it's just a lot of pressure on a coach's back. They have a lot um, of fans. They have a lot of expectations on their shoulders. They yeah. put a lot of pressure on themselves too, right? And it puts pressure on you. So. Yeah, and I mean like the whole fitness industry is watching you. Yeah. And if your athlete looks like shit, it's on the coach. It's on you. But if your athlete looks good, then the coach is great too. You know, so it's yeah. kind of like, and when Texas happened, I was like, well, fuck. I'm like, I knew this is not something normal and that would happen again. And, you know, she'd still look good, but and we could see, see the glute density that she added, but it wasn't the physique that I had in mind mm-hmm. for her. So we did the other show as planned. We're like, we're going to do the show. We're going to fix it. I told her, don't worry. You're going to come back to class. You're going to look 10 times better. And she just kind of followed everything I did. And uh, yeah, it I mean, the result, well. yeah, she won with the flawless score and, you know, she looked great. And even the second place girl looked really good too. I was impressed. She's kind of a newer pro, I think, but she won Nashville last week and uh, did this show too. And, very impressive athlete. She's going to be good. Too. I think her name is Ariana. So, yeah, I want to cover a little bit of Issa's uh, show, and uh, yeah, she's headed back home today. She's flying for like twenty hours, coming back to Brazil. Is it actually twenty yeah, she hours? She's like a, a <gasps> ten-hour layover in Texas or something. It's oh awful. my god, that's crazy! Poor girl. Yeah, that's long. Yeah, she was traveling for two weeks and just kind of she living out of rest. hotel rooms, and yeah. So, she asked if we should do like another show before the Olympia, but. I'm like, you know, let's just take a break. I don't want to go into Olympia with a good momentum. Like, you want to show now. Everyone saw you look good. And you know what to do now, right? Yeah, I know what to do. And I'm still going to get to know her body better and better as we go. Yeah, because since there's 10 weeks in between, you can still practice another peak-ish, you know? Well, yeah, kind of. Yeah, you can reverse reverse into the show and see how her body would react. Yeah, but that's what we did for six weeks going to the show. And then three days out, she turns into a furnace. (laughs) And I'm like, and it wasn't like I was just feeding her straight carbs. Like that would be stupid, right? Because I wouldn't be increasing her metabolism. She had such high fats going into Texas to try to slow everything down. I even at, uh, the day before I tried to like cut her sodium by like half just to try to make her a bit more flat because I could tell the more food I was giving her and the more water, like the she's getting more veiny and more hard. So it was kind of like, man, it was a really sucky situation. I knew we were we were in for some trouble Heartbeat. with what was happening. Yeah, and it's it sucks. I told her like it's much easier for a coach to pick an athlete when the athlete's not eating a lot than when the athlete needs to eat a lot because for they sure, need their because body their body reacts with like 50 gram of yeah, rice changing so fast exactly yeah, yeah the athlete that's not eating a lot you can predict a lot easier because they react very quickly right so let's say yeah. like you give them a little bit of food they'll be a lot fuller if you give them a little bit they'll like kind of maintain and be a little bit flatter if there's a girl eating 5,000 calories it's like their body changes by literally like every 10 minutes yeah yeah it's you give them a little bit of food then they're hard then you give them a little bit then they're too flat and it's like then if they're too lean then it's like well what do you do do you push more food and maybe they're harder and leaner do you it's just there's a lot of um, would you have considered giving her a cheat like a burger so that's what we were talking about too but it's risky because she hasn't eaten any of that since February yeah it's like well you want to go on stage bloated it's like yeah. so it's kind of like a, you don't know how her body would react yeah it's kind of like you're throwing dice and hope for the best yeah so yeah. 
Like, let's just stick to clean food. She ate like a lot of fats, like a lot of fats and like what avocado, no, almond like, butter. No, the thing is like yeah, coconut. almond butter and like co- like oils, like coconut oils yeah. too, because it's like I wanted dense. very dense, but yeah. like um, low volume and easy to digest food. Yeah, and even reduce her protein by like half, just to kind of make room more room in her stomach for right? sure. for fats. Because for sure, because it's hard yeah, to digest. I, mean, I did everything I could, and uh, you know it paid was, off. Well, not in it. Well, not the not at well, Texas. Well, the second time. Yeah, around. the second time. Great, yeah. but I mean, I wish we could have brought that physique for the first time. But you know, that's why we did the second show to make sure that we can redeem ourselves. So the way way this podcast is going to work is we're going to kind of, um, you know, kind of just talk, but also go through questions that you guys have asked me through Q and As and things like that. So one of the first questions I received was, "How do you manage a big coaching team?" So um, Victoria, if you want to start and give your perspective. I think what's important is to have a nice structure, like a good structure and that everyone is on the same page, everyone meaning like all of the employees because there's multiple people working for Team Athis. I think we all need to know what's going on, how we function, how we work, how the athletes work. And uh, yeah, I think organization is key. And then after that, once we have something that's set, it's easy to just, it's like a blueprint, right? Once you have this set up, after that, you can just keep going, keep adding some more, stay uh, stay structured. Yeah. yeah I, think I she, mean, it goes way deeper than that, but a good structure is still yeah. essential. Yeah, we have a good infrastructure on Team Alice that allows us to coach a lot of athletes. Yeah. You know? So the way we do that is I have, a, I have a lot of employees, but it's not, they're not necessarily coaching, right? It's just behind the scenes stuff to help me get like, Managing Facebook groups, uh, managing payments, inquiries, stuff yeah, like that, exactly. right? So bookkeeping, uh, managing the team atlas, lifestyle page, just things like that. So, and um, like, don't forget too, we have athletes from everywhere in the world, right? So we need to have like a customer service that can be reliable to everyone in the world. Meaning, there's different options, uh, payment options. We need to answer literally like almost twenty four seven because there's yeah, clients and I get checked in, in twenty four hours. Yeah, in Asia and all the other countries, like this guy doesn't sleep. You know, he travels. Yeah, this weekend <laughs> was I weekend. think I think one of the most exhausted I've ever been. We had like for sure clients in the states, and then I had a client in China who won the overall in her pro card on Saturday. Exactly, and that's and it, twelve hours difference from us in the Eastern. You know, so it's <coughs> a lot to manage at the same time. But that's why I think. Yeah, like, then I had East like being Saturday. Then I had three girls in Romania on Sunday and a girl mm-hmm. in Japan. It was just like so many different time zones, and I slept four hours and three days. And by like Sunday night, I was just like exhausted, dead. And I messaged the girls. I was like, "Listen, I'm so damn tired, <laughs> but." Um, next week we have I think twenty two or twenty three girls with North Americans. Yeah, it's and gonna then, be a big and weekend. I'm not going to travel for work for three weeks, which is, I think I've taken like one or two weekends off since like April of traveling. So yeah, the competing season is is yeah from is like heavy March till November October is crazy. Yeah, after the Olympia, let's say. Yeah, yeah, but I think coming back to your question, how do you manage like a big team like that? One, well, it's really your your structure. You know, uh, it's just it's just being an organized person, and you know, to be a successful entrepreneur, to be organized and reliable. Mm-hmm. And if you're not able to organize your life and just make sure that you're scheduled and everything, like I have schedules and lists, and for every possible thing you could imagine. Uh, just, yes, I can. Yes, yeah, she's seen he my has list. lists on his phone on things he needs to do. Like, let's say, uh, I need to go to the bathroom. I think he would write it down yeah. in his phone. Like he's he's on top of his list. I just, there's too many things going on that if I went off by memory, I would never be organized. So I have like yeah. five different lists on my phone of like priority from one, two, three, four, five, and they're all uh, organized in a way where I can get them and I check them off. And I just that's how I that's how I structure not just my my work but my whole life. You know, yeah. so let's say like um, 
Let's say we're at a show and Victoria mentions like the other day I mentioned something I said, "Oh, you should you should travel and bring probites with you." And then you were like, "Oh my god, that's a good idea. Probites is like a, a protein ball made here in Montreal where we live and it's super good and he, he loves that." Yes, he and eats I wrote on my phone all the time. <laughs> so you you wrote it down in his phone and I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" He's like, "I'm I need to remind him, remind myself for next show." And he literally wrote, yeah, I wrote on his bring list, probites, bring travel pro- and buy travel case just so i yeah then when i get home i go through my whole list and i just kind of check everything off yeah that's how i kind of live my whole life but i've been doing this since i was i think 18 years old and uh when i was dating hannah actually um i still talk to hannah every day but she said that i was the one one of the most valuable tools that she ever learned from me was the list and how to organize her life that way because sure. that's how she does her things too now and you're for able to sure. stay on top of everything and yeah that was definitely a big game changer for me and it's something that i really recommend that everyone does and, uh, absolutely i do it too now yeah, no, it's stays great. on I mean, top of everything. You can't remember everything; it's impossible. Yeah, and you know we're coaching hundreds of athletes, and yeah, as Victoria said, like all of my employees are very aligned. Like we're we're very very. We have a good chemistry. Yeah, in we between. have very good chemistry, yeah. very good synergy. Like everyone's like very efficient. Everyone's very organized. No one's really making any mistakes, and if they do, I address it. But it's very rare, and you know, I hire I hire all women for that reason. You know, I feel like overall women are very. All of my employees, I have like nineteen now total with. Let's say my um, accountant, house bookkeeper, everyone. Only ones that are male are my lawyers. That's it. But everyone else is a woman. I just feel like there's more like organization, organizational skills, and more like I don't know, just overall, just easier to work with. I find. I don't know. So, I love yeah. employing women and working with women and women power. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, uh, that's that's basically a general a generalization of you know how we manage a big coach team it's just being organized having good infrastructure yeah and surrounding yourself with a good team of employees that you work well with and you, and you synergize with then if you know if you have an employee that you only work well with you talk to them and you see uh, if you can fix it if not then you gotta find someone else for the job that's just part of life you know but i've been blessed with having really good people around me and you know they're they're a very big asset to team Alice and our success it's not just me that's the reason for all this you know too yeah yeah next Let's question next question here Having the proper mindset to compete. Hmm. What do you think about that? That's so important. What is the proper S- mindset to compete? I think a proper mindset to compete would be, well, first of all, I don't think someone who has, well, yeah, you might debate, uh, you, you might debate, but I don't think like if you have any food problems like... Uh, Binging or anorexia? Which- yeah, stuff like that. For me, I don't think competing is going to heal your problems. It might stop them for a little bit while you're like in the competing lifestyle. But I think that this is an issue that you're going to just dig deeper, right? So I think like anything that has to do with like a relationship with food, that needs to be healed first. And once you heal that, then after that, you should consider maybe competing. Then after that, another thing. If you're not disciplined in your day-to-day life, you binge all the time, you cheat all the time. Um, I mean, your life is not dedicated just to that or not necessarily just to that, but you're not actually dedicated to your craft and you just lie about it, you shouldn't compete, you know? Like we have athletes sometimes that would compete and then you know that they they probably didn't do their best during their whole prep before leading to the show and then you're like, what happened you know and then they finally opened up the week before the show oh well i had a 
maybe a little bit too much chips or you know i ate a bit more rice on that day or stuff like that well you shouldn't compete you know because competing is a it's an everyday job like it should be i don't know for me it's like if you dedicate your 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 life to some not necessarily your life but if you dedicate yourself to competing you should just compete and focus on this and not even think about other things do you understand what i'm, I'm gonna put i'm gonna kind of i understand what you're saying but i'm gonna kind of maybe try to explain a little bit um <laughs> as far as like competing and not focus and just focusing on that i think you mean like prioritizing that so well not necessarily prioritizing that but it's like if you're saying that you're going to compete actually commit a hundred percent you know no, i know but why would you cheat why would you cheat when you're in no, prep? no yeah for sure no i understand but you have to prioritize it so like if you have a family and a job, you can't just be like, well, I'm quitting my job. and Oh, my- no, that's for sure. Yeah, so I mean, it's a hobby at the same time, right? And it <coughs> should be a hobby. And like, if you're not a professional and you're an amateur and like you have a day-to-day job, you have a life, you have kids and stuff, you should be able to manage it all. And if you can, well, I mean, you can still compete, right? Yeah, so but there's different the so, look, levels to it. So look, there's a few different things we'll, we'll cover with what you said. So the first thing is, you need to prioritize competing if you want to do good. So you yeah. can't like you can't compete as a secondary and be like, well, I'll get everything else done and then at the end of the day I'll do my training and my cardio if I can and do my meal. No, you need to be like go back to being structured and you need to follow your diet perfectly. Your cardio needs to all get done. You do all your posing, all your stretching, all your training. You need to focus on recovery and getting sleep. It's not just you know something that you can kind of do um, on the you know secondary. If you want to do well, so you can lack in <clears throat> one aspect. You can't. You need no, to cover you everything. Can't. You can't. And that's if you want to win. If you don't care and it's just like a bucket list goal that you're like, oh, one day I want to compete. Sure, no but, problem. But that's the thing too. So you said, you said that like, well, if they're cheating on their diet, they shouldn't compete. I agree. But if their thing is like, you can't. Listen, your goals need to align with what you're willing to do, right? So for sure. Let me give you an example. So if you're saying, well, I want to turn pro, okay. But I can only get 70% of my cardio in and I and I need I'm hungry all the time and I, I cheat here and there. Your goals don't align with reality because you're mm-hmm. not able to put the work in where you need to do. Yeah. So you have to be able to put in everything that's required to get to where you want to be. Yeah. Another thing too, like if some girls are like, I want to be Miss Olympia one day, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, they want to do it next year or do a rush prep and don't understand that competing takes time, you have to build muscle. You have to learn posing. You have to. There's nothing that annoys me more than a rush prep. A rush prep where it's like, but I have to do this show and or and someone that thinks that they know it all. You know. Yeah, but that's another topic. Wait, <laughs> let's relax, relax, yeah. relax. So it's like if someone joins my team and they're like, they look like they're 12 weeks out and like, well, I want to do a show in six weeks. It's like, well, do you want to go lose? Like, I, I don't understand. Like, yeah. why do you want to? Yeah. And then the things with these rush preps, it's all the best. 50 percent of the time. You, well, almost always you have to crash diet them, right? So it means like you have to calorie is very low and the cardio very high very quickly. It's not. And then the client like, well, it's too hard. I'm like, yes, it, that's why you should have waited longer. I'm like, I, I told you. You shouldn't you, be in a rush to compete. Yeah, that's for sure. No, but I, I'll be like, I told you this is going to be very difficult and you insisted on doing the show in four or six weeks. Yeah. And then you're in a worse position now than you were before. It's like, you need to take the time it takes to do the shows there's five million shows a year exactly you can find one you know where you live or very close to where you live almost any time of the year so be strategic don't do these crash diets don't do these take your time do the preps properly and as far as having the proper mindset you know you need to go into prep with the idea that you're willing to learn and really push yourself if you're 
going to a prep and you feel unmotivated, you know, and you're kind of not sure you want to do it and you're not. Or like something is up in your life, yeah, you're not really in able your to personal commit. life. Yeah, you're not able to like commit to the prep or you're like, well, I will. It's, you're, you're you not mentally be, stable. You need to be focused. Yeah. Like you need to be going like, I'm going to do these 14, 16 weeks, whatever it is, and be perfect on everything and like do all my meal preps on Sunday or whatever it is and do like you need to be committed that's your mindset needs to be like you committed exactly yeah. yes you need to commit to your coach commit to your competition you need to commit to the whole process and not skip any details and i think that's having the proper mindset as far as the binging and the being you know the anorexia type thing but you know what i meant to say is that some girls think that competing is going to fix their issues depends well this is the thing so if you have a thing where you're binging and stuff too competing is very bad for you because you're going to it's going to make it worse. You're going to be dieting down and you're going to do after a show you're going to eat. Your I mean, reverse is going to be it's, terrible. It, yes. It's, you don't want to be, you don't want to be a binger and then you, and then compete. If you're anorexic, I had a success with a few anorexic clients. They, you know, they gain 30, 40 pounds after and they feel much better. Um, I feel like that, that can help you because you, if you can start learning that your body looks better and you feel better through um, good diet, nutrition mm-hmm. and training, then it could help you. Hopefully you don't revert back. Because you're going to be eat, you're yep. gonna be eating more food than less. But if you're used to eating so much food and binging, and you have to have cheat meals every two days before you go to bed, and like you're, and then you're going to a strict, hundred percent strict diet regimen, I mean, you're setting yourself up for failure. You know, for it's sure. not a, it's not going to be a good idea. So you need to prioritize having a healthy life first. Yeah. You know, just look at Victoria. Show them your abs. <laughs> Show them your abs. Stop. Show them your abs. I'm shy. Um, doesn't matter. I don't have abs right now. Show them what, I saw something happening before when you were walking no, around. No, I can't show my abs. You want me to show my show, abs? Seriously. Yeah, do you have some or not? Really? Jesus I don't have any. I don't know. Let's see. Wow. This is not following any specific diet. This is not. This is just training, you know, because she loves it. This is just dieting the way she likes it. Like, she's not. I'm not. She's not following any diet. She's not following any cardio mm. regimen. She just. No. Do you, do you, are you following, like, um. So no. I, I turned her pro, but then after that, she's like, I, um, I, want, I don't want to compete anymore. I want to focus on working and making business with you and just doing posing classes. So Yeah, I, she, had, I have different goals, for sure. Yeah, she has different goals now. So now she's doing her own diet, her own training. Just, yeah, she's yeah, just yeah. living her life the way she wants to. So exactly. I'm just living the lifestyle. walking around body. Yeah, because I, I, I want to be, to be honest with you, I want to be a superhuman. That's my goal right now. Mm. Like, I'm not into, like, I'm comp- competing. It's just... I mean, it's my job, you know, to teach posing to competitors and everything. But I don't want anything to do with like weightlifting only and like just training to bodybuild. I'm really more like into, I don't know, like more uh, performance kind of style. And like, no, but I want to like improve my heart. And, you know, I started running and stuff like that. So I just want to be like an overall better athlete and like a better, I don't know. I want to feel good in my skin all the time. time And you look really healthy. And that's the whole point is I'm saying like your lifestyle is just... Being healthy, so yeah, it's how important. How much easier would it be for someone like Victoria to jump into prep where they already look this good? They're already meal prepping their food just as a natural instinct because they want to feel and look good all the time. Yeah, they're training, they're doing cardio. She does like fasting cardio every day, just a little bit. I think yeah, an hour every day. Every day, <laughs> it's just, part of my. Uh, but it's because, like I brush my teeth in the morning. I always yeah, say that. But that's the like thing. There's people that are like, "How you do it?" I'm like, for me, it's not even a question. I just wake up. You wake up, you brush your teeth. I wake up, I brush my teeth, and then I go do cardio. Your it's like a second so hand. Just one tooth? Uh, yes, just one. The one in the front. Your <laughs> right. teeth. My teeth. She's teeth. French. Don't worry about it. Does it show? 
a little bit anyway so yes i do my cardio every day it's just part of my day-to-day life you know it's like and it makes me feel good if i don't do it i don't feel good i like to do stuff like that you know i like to do stuff that makes me feel good because if i'm good within myself everything around me is good too you know i'm more positive i'm more happy i'm more grounded i'm less stressed i'm not like, anxious honestly uh, i'm more productive you know like there's so many I'm the benefits. Same way. like when i gain like, some weight i feel like you feel like shit. slower a lot slower, yeah just like brain fog less stuff quick. like that and when i lose weight i'm like wow i have so much more energy and for sure you're sharper just, yeah, and exactly. for me it's you so are. important yeah. to be sharp all the time you know i haven't been tired in so many months and i remember that last year i was in a place in my life that i felt like shit and she's, I felt, she's actually natural right now too full oh, for she's sure. been natural for a long since time since i stopped competing yeah yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, so this is how she looks naturally but just because it's such a good foundation of just like she Healthy, I'm disciplined. I'm really disciplined. She's healthy eating. Yeah. yeah, she's disciplined, but she's because she wants to, not because she's forced to. She's not following no. any strict plan. No, she no. She cooks her freaking vegetables and her yeah. filet mignon every day, and <laughs> and you know, yeah. it's it's just part of her life, and that's the thing. Like getting her get if I she's like James, I want to do competition again. It's so easy to diet her down because she already has a regimen that she's following. She's already doing everything you got to do. Just maybe a I would need bit. to grow. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm just saying like her the aspect of dieting and doing the cardio and training. Yeah, you already it have would, it down. No, you we if we go to a restaurant and. She like she'll have maybe a bite of like a cake or something, but she's not like order. Are you crazy? I haven't had sugar since uh, October twenty twenty two. Zero sugar. Zero. But fruits a little bit. Uh, once a week. Yeah, but that's. Uh, it's because because I, you don't feel good on it. No, yeah. that's the thing. Like, okay, yeah, sugar it wouldn't kill me, obviously, but I try to just reduce my sugar as much as possible, so I haven't had like lit- literally yeah, zero you don't sugar. Have to go to this extreme, no, but for, for her, sure, she's but doing me. it because yeah. she feels better. But yeah, she. You don't have to go to the extreme, but it's not like no. she's not going to. And be like, okay, I'm ordering a whole pizza, and eating it myself. No, I'm going to order. Like, I mean, I can have a whole uh, cake sugar and- more than uh, I can have fruits more than once a week, but it's not something that I have in my day. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't think about it. You know, like it's not something that I necessarily hold in my I think house. The less all the time. you have, the, the less you think about it. But oh, for sure. The whole point is, she's not going like. When's my next cheat meal? I gotta eat 3,000 calorie cheat meal and no, binge. No, and before Never. I was thinking like that. Yeah. Like l- the last, like let's say last year, yeah, I was you, like, I was excited for my Saturday night cheat meal. And then I was like, why am I like What changed though? Because last year she got like a little bit chubby. It was the yes. chubbiest I've ever seen her. She wasn't fat, but she was a little bit no, chubby. No, but I, I was holding a, like, more water retention and I, I actually and what, felt so something bad. Something clicked where she's like, fuck this. I'm j-. And right away you just like started losing weight and you just like maintained it for like a year now. <laughs> yeah, like, I know. What, what happened? Actually... It's it's crazy, but I think my metabolism was just like I don't know. I I was eating something. I felt inflamed. My fingers were but inflamed. Do you think my, it was that? Because I think when you change your I diet th- right away, you kind of just like it just everything was perfect after. To be honest, I think I had a. Um, they removed my wisdom teeth. I swear to God. And I think after that, something clicked. I swear. It's so retarded. But you couldn't eat food anymore. You're like, well, no, I'm gonna not lose that. <laughs> I just stopped. <laughs> I just stopped. To think about food like, oh, I need to eat that food on Saturday night. I don't know. My mindset just switched. So you got to get your wisdom teeth taken out <laughs> and then you're going to be able to be skinny like Victoria and have abs all day. <laughs> no, but that's just something that happened that I don't know for what reason. I, I feel like it just did something to my body. And then after that, I, st- I just started doing so many things. Like I started doing sauna every day back then i was doing sauna every day uh i stopped the sugar back then uh i try my best to stay away from gluten from dairy too i always go for lactose-free stuff like yogurt lactose-free she's so fun to bring to a restaurant (laughs) 
Well, if I go to the restaurant, I eat a steak all the time. Steak or filet mignon or like seafood. I love seafood. Um, vegetables. I love vegetables. Salads. I, I love everything that's whole foods, you know. So I try to stay away from everything that's transformed and just something that makes me feel good. And to be honest, I, since I cut sugar, I'm not craving any. Like some people are like, oh my God, but you're not hungry. Yeah, like you don't want to eat that. It's honestly, I'm like, it's no. true. Like when I stop eating. No. When I stop when I start eating chocolates, I want to eat all the chocolate. And then yeah. when I don't have any for like a couple of days, I'm like, I don't even crave it anymore. It's no, crazy. but for sure, because it's it's addictive. Sugar is a mm. drug. It's literally like crack. The more you eat, the more you want. Mm. You know, it, it's like that. So since I stopped eating all this processed food and the sugar and everything, I, I haven't had any cravings. I sort of got, you can put a cake in front of my face or like cookies or like the biggest burger. And your skin or like too whatever. is much better now too, by the way. Oh, for sure. Your I skin's so smooth. much better since she just like... Yeah. It's true. If you guys ever realize you've done a show before or whatever, and you show, like you have a big, prep, you have a you big have, cheap meal or whatever, like your you skin's going to be a lot worse after you have all that sugar and all that crap in oh your Oh my food. God, for sure. When I was in prep, my skin was always super clear. Mm. In the off season, forget about it. I would have yeah. like pimples here and there. You know, for sure, it's normal. You, ha- you eat more more freely which is normal you need to have balance in your off season you know but, but for me the whole point of this whole thing yeah. is your lifestyle needs to be aligned aligned with what your goals okay fine your goals to compete you saw, you saw me <laughs> aligned with what that was the word I was like. <laughs> your, your whole lifestyle needs to be aligned with your goals to compete if your goal is just to compete but no your, your, your <laughs> competition needs to be aligned with your lifestyle that's why. So you're, yeah. if your lifestyle is binging and having pizza every day, you want to do competition, it's not good. No, if your lifestyle it's not going to work out. Being healthy and being shredded, shredded, like Victoria. Um, not, not necessarily she, shredded, but stay disciplined. <laughs> like discipline. Yes. You need to have this discipline all the time. And if you're in prep and you're only thinking about like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean. Do a back double bicep, Victoria. Show them your back. Stop. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I start flexing. Yeah. No, it's not that kind of podcast. Sorry, guys. Not, you might do a back double bicep. No, maybe I'll be on podcast number four or something. Back double bicep. No. Yeah. Anyway, so. Uh, what if, were we? Yeah, we're talking, we're talking about, about um, basically the proper mindset to compete. And yes. You know, we have some clients who are like, they'll do like a whole prep, and then near the end, I'll be like, I call, I'll talk to them on the phone, and I'm like, listen, I know you're cheating on your diet. Mm-hmm. It's clear. And they're like, no, I'm not. I'm like, I know you are. And then after prime, like okay, I'm having a little bit here. I'm like, well, that's why you're not losing weight. And it's like, but what? like no one, no one in the world is forcing you to do a competition. No one. No. No, not me, not your coach, not your mom, not your grandma. For sure, not your grandma. Your grandma wants you to eat meatballs and stuff. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, your grandma, grandma doesn't want you to, you to eat compete good. for sure. No. You know, and, so and it shouldn't be for Instagram either. It shouldn't yeah, be you're for anyone. yourself through this. Yeah. You should want to do it and yeah. enjoy it. And you should like, have a goal you want to do well and if you're doing it and you're like miserable and you don't want to do the card and you don't 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 fucking do it don't compete don't do it you don't i mean you can stay on top of your shape every other day of the year without having to go to compete you know like something else that a lot of our lifestyle clients like their their goal sometimes is just to get in shape for a photo shoot and that's completely good it's cool you yeah, know maybe a little bit less you know a little bit it's less, less restrictive extreme. And it's not as like crazy it's very extreme yeah every it is aspect. very extreme you gotta sometimes some after two hours cardio two and a half hours cardio 900 calories gets leaned yeah you gotta have tines in your you know your hamstrings and glutes and it's like it's hard as a woman right so let's yeah. get into that too like 
from like an evolutionary standpoint, women aren't supposed to get that lean naturally. There's no reason for it. No. Like, you're supposed to like, like just have, like go back to caveman times or whatever. And like, you're supposed to like have a baby, right? And like gather berries and whatever. Just from yeah. like, I'm not talking about now, I'm talking about back then. So your like lowest body fat level that you should be at to like get pregnant is like 15%. Mm. For competing, you're getting out to like eight, nine, ten percent, depending on your genetics. Um, Even so it's less like, than that. You, nah, not for Seven? bikini. Not for bikini. Not for bikini. No. No. So it's like you need to push your body to such an extreme level mm-hmm. to be able to get there, and that requires being in a controlled starvation mode, right? So yeah. you're like, you're you're eating a lot less than your body needs. You're doing a lot more cardio than your body needs, and you're training more than your body needs. So your body is constantly signaling to your brain. Hey, you're gonna, you know, you're in. What's going on? Give me more food. Give me more food. Give me more food. And it's, it's fighting all the time. Yeah, it's fighting you because yeah. it's telling you, "What are you doing?" It's telling you, "You're an idiot. You need to eat food." Right. Yeah. So you need to have the mental fortitude to be able to tell it, like, "Listen, I don't need more food. I know what I'm doing. I know this is a controlled environment, mm-hmm. and I'm doing this to get lean." It doesn't mean if you're blacking out every day and falling on the floor, that you should ignore your body. But no. I'm saying, if you're just hungry and you want to get hungry, and you know the, those signals that's happening in your in your brain, you need to. Have the mental fortitude to be able to stay true to the path and keep following what you got to do and realize that the hungrier you are, the leaner you're going to get. You know, the more calories you burn, the less calories you intake in, then the leaner you're going to get. And that's, that's the process, you know. And especially as a woman, getting that lean is not a natural no, it's part hard. of life. So hard. There's no survival benefit to you being that lean. There's no benefit to having big shoulders, big glutes, abs. There's no survival benefit that looking like a bikini athlete or whatever so yeah you need to push yourself past where you're able to pass be genetically natural. yeah yeah and then and girls like and girls get their blood work done two weeks after my show like my blood work is my my liver enzymes are high and my kidneys a little this and then it's like yes your your blood work in prep will never be good because prep isn't necessarily a healthy endeavor being healthy is what victoria's doing Eating whole food, she's not starving, she's maintaining her weight, she's not doing three hours of cardio a day, she's living to be healthy, she feel, feels good all the time. Mm-hmm. Getting that lean in prep isn't healthy, but it's, it's not. And it's it, not it's, sustainable. It's not sustainable, no. it's not healthy, and it's not. It's okay for it, it, it's a three, short-term four months. Yeah, yes, exactly. For a short-term period of yeah. lean, it's fine. Yeah. But it's not something that. Sustainable over sustainable. years. Yeah, so Forget you need to be able it. to do that and then go back to being, you know, having a healthy off-season where you're like, you look good and you feel good and then you can diet back down for a show. If yeah. you're like, dieting down all the way and then you gain 50 pounds it's just like you you can't have that yo-yoing mm-hmm. type of effect you know you need to be able to have healthy balance i have some clients that just look great most of my clients look great all the off season yeah and they do the 12 week cut whatever and they die down for the show and they go right back to reverse diet healthy off season back down a little bit healthy off season back down like, which is like sustainable a genius Whitney. yeah i was just I'll, thinking I'll show about a picture like always looks like five pounds above stage weight and it's not because she's starving she has three cheap meals a week in off season it's because she just has a healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. She wants to get all her cardio in, her diet in. She's not she's not a crazy person doing four hours of cardio in the off-season. She just no. has a, maintains a very healthy lifestyle. She's able to have very, like, very moderate, like, peaks and then going down. Instead of, like, you, you do a prep and you go down all the way to, and then you go way back up. And then it, that's, that's not sustainable. You're no. going to destroy your metabolism. You're going to destroy your hormones. You're going to destroy everything. You're going to destroy she's your self-confidence. She's very consistent. Yeah, you need consistency yeah. throughout off-season and prep. Absolutely. And having a good mindset throughout the entire time. For and sure. And your no body will thank you so much. No one's forcing you to do this either. You got to remember that too. So if you're, you know, thinking, well, I, I don't want to do all this cardio. I don't, I don't, don't do, don't do it. Don't do it. You don't Stop gotta, competing. You don't got to do it. And you no know? one's like going to be mad at you. It's just, no. you got to do it for you. And yeah. the people that do it for them have a great experience because, you know, they feel like 
prep is going to be one of the hardest things, if not the hardest thing you ever do in your entire life. It will be. It will be. A hundred percent. Man, it's hard. And it, and it's going to teach you skills too. You're going to learn how to um, be more sure. organized. You're going to learn how to be, um, have a lot more mental strength. And the discipline yeah. too. Like I learned, I think my, yeah. I mean, I was always disciplined, but I think prep made me like to another level of being disciplined. Yeah, it, and I think it gives that to everyone. You have no choice to be disciplined, you know? Yeah, you have no choice to be disciplined or you're going to go on stage in a bikini with a high body fat level in front of a crowd of 100 people. And you're going to lose. Yeah, yeah. It's not, so it's like, it's not a and what's funny about competing, it's an individual sport. Yes, we have teams, whatever, but you're on stage alone. So mm-hmm. it's, you're reliant on exactly how you look, on how your diet went, on yeah. if you followed your coach's instructions, and if you did all your homework, you did all the on cardio. On your commitment. It's you, yeah. not anyone else. So if exactly. you look good, it's on you. If you look bad, it's on you. Mm-hmm. you know? So that's that's what's fun about it. And, you know. It's actually so true, though. You yeah. just said if you look good, it's on you. If you look bad, it's on you. It's so true. Yeah, so yeah. you got to give everything you, you, yeah. you have into it and find a coach that you trust and that you can build a good relationship with and then just yeah. follow what they tell you to do, you know? Exactly. Yeah, so. And if you don't think that he's the right fit for you, well, switch over. Switch person, you hey, know? don't tell him to leave my team. No, I'm not talking about you. Oh, so... The- or us. I'm talking about, oh, okay, like, yeah. different teams. Oh, okay, yeah. You can come to us. Are you crazy? Different teams can come to us. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? No, no, but for real, though, like, if you have to find a coach that you trust, yeah. whether it's me or someone else, and then follow what they tell you to do, and then, you know... Build a relationship with them. Build a long-term relationship with them and allow them to learn your body and build a, a foundation together and then you guys get better and better together. That's a teamwork, but it is an individual sport and you're the only one going on stage. Your coach is not going on stage. So yeah. everything you put into it, hopefully you get out of it. So 100%. Don't, don't cut corners because... And my advice is don't be rush. Don't, don't rush. Be rush. Don't rush. Don't be rush. Don't be rush to prep. Yeah. It's true. I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, next question. No, that's it. That's the end of podcast. Oh, that's the end of podcast. Yeah. That was good. It was good? Good job. (laughs) Fuck. Again. No, no, no. Again. Okay. I'm sorry about that, guys. This is the end of podcast number one. And I really appreciate you guys tuning in. I'm sorry it took so long to get it up to you guys, but we wanted to be able to be consistent and get them out week after week. And finally, thank the Lord, I'm going to be able to stay home for three weeks after Pittsburgh. And I could just maybe sleep a little bit and also get out more podcast episodes to you guys. Try to, try to keep this a consistent thing with Victoria. I'll bring some other guests in sometimes too. Um, hopefully my voice gets better too so I don't sound like a crackhead. It's actually been a lot yeah. better the last two days. I kind of prefer his voice like that. The last two, two and a half weeks, my voice, I couldn't even talk. It was like, what's going on? But why? I got sick three weeks ago and now I just, I'm diseased or something. I don't know. Did you go see, like, if you have a disease in your mouth? Uh, mm, stay away from me. <laughs> yeah, I have COVID on my cough. Yeah. COVID is back, by the way. Yeah, great. There's a lot of people with COVID. We have clients with COVID right now. It's crazy. I can't believe it's back. And apparently they're saying that the masks are coming back too in December. Did you hear that? Yeah. How about yeah. Donald Trump? Do you want to talk about politics right now? Want to go into that? We're switching a podcast. Sure, mode. let's do it. <laughs> I'm joking. Anyways. All right, guys. Thank hope you, you have guys. a good day. Thank and, you so uh, much. We'll see you in episode number two. Thanks. Ciao.